Barry, we have another gun gripe, don't we? Yes, we do. Why don't it's, you enlighten us? Well, it's called uh, uh, the safety issue. Safeties on guns, safeties uh, that are not on guns, and ridiculous safeties. So we're going to start out going from the best, what I consider, to the worst as far as safeties go. All right. Let's okay. have a look. We're going to start off with my favorite pistol, Glock 19, 9mm. Let's be sure this gun is unloaded. Visually unloaded, physically unloaded. This gun has no manual safety. You don't need a safety on the gun anyway because the safety's in your head. If you handle your weapon with your finger off the trigger at all times, the gun is perfectly safe. Now most of your guns today, I would say 99% of them are drop safe. So this gun will not fire unless you pull the trigger. Now this Glock that I'm carrying is a Glock 19 just like this. I carry it with an empty chamber because I have a, a clip on it. It's not safe to carry a Glock with a round in the chamber because five pounds of pressure will fire the gun. But when you, when you practice drawing your gun, you come up like this and you can shoot that quick. Show us that again. You come up, you can shoot that quick. So you don't have to have a round in the chamber in order to be fast with your gun. Right. Now, the reason I like Glocks is they're dependable, they're safe, uh, if you know how to handle them, they're, they're a wonderfully dependable gun, and they don't insult my intelligence every time I pick one up. Right. The Smith & Wesson SWVE9 is the same way. Same way. It's, in fact, Glock sued them over this gun and won the lawsuit, and they have to give Glock $9 every time they sell one of these. These are what I consider to be excellent guns because there's only one way to carry it and one way to shoot it. Now we're moving on up here. We've got a Ruger P95. This is a nine millimeter, holds 15 rounds. This is what one would consider a sensible safety. This is a sensible safety. On a hammer, on a hammer fired gun, if I don't want to shoot, I can drop the hammer safely. And that puts me on safe. Right, and that saves you from having to try to thumb, thumb the hammer yourself Correct. like on a 1911 right. or whatever. When you, when you push this up, the first shot is double action, like that. And then after that, the slide cycles and you're in single action mode. If you want to load this gun and put it on safe, you're not intending to fire right away. You put it on safe and when you chamber around, the hammer will automatically go to the safe position. And then you just remove the safety that is and you're in double action. Push it up and now you're ready to fire. This is a sensible safety. Right. Now, the little burst of 380, which is an excellent little gun, 380 automatic. It works exactly like the Ruger. When you put the, uh, when if you can chamber around, you put your safety down. Now you're automatically in the safe position for carry. When you want to shoot, you push it up. On a gun, anytime you see red, that rhymes with dead. So you're ready to go. Now this gun is the same as a Ruger. It's double action on the first shot. Or you can cock it and shoot it single action. This is an excellent, sensible safety. Right. And in addition, that gun also has a magazine drop safety on it. Right. And has a frame lock that you can actually turn the gun a little bit. Right. There is a, there is a lock right here that you can use a key and lock the gun out of action. Right. If you choose to. Now that aspect of the safety, I think, is a really poor decision to make. Because if somebody bump, you know, hear a bump in the night, mm -hmm. 
and you need to get to your gun quick. The last thing you want to do is try to be thumbing around with a key to open Correct. the frame, unlock Correct. the frame. Well, as an example, a lady bought one of these the other day and said she had a toddler child that came in her bedroom at night and she wanted to keep the gun loaded. Forget about this. She can load the chamber and leave this on the nightstand. All she has to do is find this. This is her key. This gun can be loaded. It cannot be fired unless you put the magazine. You should still not rely on that, though, because right. every but, safety is mechanical. Though. But in total darkness, all she has to do is put, the, put it together. And now she can fire the gun without having to having to turn that key. Right now, people should still not rely on that solely. You for never that rely reason. on a mechanical safety anyway. Never. Now, this is a Sig 250. This gun is sort of a Glock version of a Sig. Totally empty. Nothing in it. Right. It's sort of a Glock version of a Sig. It has no it has no uh, manual lockout safety. Glock calls it an affirmative safety. This has no safety, but this gun, when you shoot it, is similar to firing a well-tuned revolver. It's real smooth. It's real nice and smooth. So, you, but this has a long travel to it. But it's a nice, smooth gun. I've shot these at the range doing gun classes. They, they, they're an excellent gun. Sig 250. Now you got, of course, you got your old revolvers. This is a Colt. That's a hundred-year-old revolver. Hundred-year-old Colt, 3220. No revolver has a safety catch. You handle it like you do any other gun. You keep your finger off the trigger until you're ready to fire. Yeah, that's the Glock of 1910, right, right. there. And this is uh, this is drop safe. It will not fire unless a revolver cannot fire unless the trigger is all the way to the back. If it's anywhere in between, the, it will not fire. The hammer won't drop all the way. Now, a, a thing of interest is a Colt and a Smith are backwards. On a Smith, you push this forward. On a Colt, you pull it back. A Smith & Wesson cylinder turns counterclockwise. A Colt turns clockwise. The rifling in a Smith is counterclockwise, and a Colt is clockwise, or whatever it is, it's opposite. All opposite. The side plate on a Colt is on the opposite side of a Smith. These are much more complex than a Smith & Wesson internally. Smith & Wessons are very easy to work on. These are very difficult. We're moving on to shotguns and some rifles. Now this is, this is nowhere near across a, a, a sample of everything we can do, but we're, we're gonna show you the basic types. This is a Mossberg model 88-12 gauge. Empty chamber. Yes. Okay. The safety on this gun is down here. Push that way to fire, this way for safe. This is kind of hard to get to if you got small hands. Okay. That whole uh, trigger housing is polymer. Yes. Now on the Model 500, the difference in the two guns, empty chamber, empty magazine, the difference in the two guns is on a 500, the safety is right here under your thumb, where it's easy to get to. Easier to get to and mechanically much better safety. Yes, because this, this, this blocks more than this safety does. This is sufficient, but there again, you don't depend on your safety anyway. Correct. So another, those two are examples of sensible safety. These are sensible safety. You know. Now. If you're traveling with the gun or moving with the gun, you need to have the safety on. For your information, the difference in an 88 and a 500 is this is the cheap version of the 500. On the 88 gun, the forein is pinned on. You cannot take this off to change it to anything else. 
on a 500 it's held with this spanner nut so you can put any number of different types of four ends on here correct now the heat shield will work on the 88 but also the 500 is drilled and tapped right here so you can put a weaver base you can put a scope you can put a red dot side or whatever kind of siding equipment you want right here now everything else is interchangeable the same side saddle fits both guns the same stock and pistol grip fit both guns but this is a sensible safety this is sensible here right a tank safety is a good overall setup the older ruger m77s come to mind with the tank safety that's sensible mm -hmm. safety then we're going on to the ar-15 series the ar-15 series has a real nice safety on them it's right here but very convenient for you to move with your thumb right and of course on military m16s and such it will say safe semi burst auto it tells you what the position you're pointing to right in on. this case this is a polymer lower you have s for safe f for fire of course a civilian ar-15 has no provision for full automatic fire so there's only two positions that's correct very sensible easy to get to very foolproof excellent safety for an excellent rifle now here's a classic example of a, this is a remake of an 1892 Winchester by Chiapa Firearms of Italy. Now if you remember the movie Lonesome Dove, Robert Duvall had one exactly like this with the tall ladder sight. This is exactly the same kind of gun he had in the movie. Remake of it. This gun is a, uh, this gun is a 357 Magnum. But this is made like the original 92. There's no safeties anywhere on this gun except your hammer. That's a safety notch, and when you want to fire, you, you pull back like this on it to full cock and fire. There's nothing else to do. Right. Same thing with a lot of your older 336s, uh, and that's why a lot of the old-timers nowadays, and even young shooters that are getting into firearms, can appreciate the older Marlin 336s because they lack, you know, any kind of safety other than right. the position of the hammer. Right. use. Right. Absolutely. Every, whenever you add something to, to a gun that makes it more difficult to fire, you're actually at a disadvantage. I, I don't know how many trophy deer have probably been lost because a crossbolt safety was set for safe and the man didn't realize that. That's correct. And also, uh, you know, I'll elaborate on that quickly too. Another time that a gun is really rendered worse is when you take a design that's to, supposed to be one way and you change it to something else. For that's instance, correct. a lot of these semi-auto like you know, basically guns that started out as machine guns like RPDs, RPKs, and then they try to convert that to a semi-auto platform, it just tends to not work as well because it's not what it's designed to do. That's right. You know, you're taking a gun that's designed to be a bullet hose and you're watering it down mm -hmm. to, anyway. Well now this little on. gun here, a lot of these little mare's leg guns are becoming real popular now. This is a Henry Big Boy mare's leg in caliber 45 Colt. Now this gun is the same as the 92. There's no, once you load this gun, it's ready to go. You don't, all you have to do is cock the hammer to fire. Right, the most important safety on that rifle is between your ears. That is correct. On any gun, really. Yes. Now, Marlin has, uh, they've confused the issue with these guns here. All your new Marlins have a cross bolt safety in it. If you, do, if you do not have that set to where you see the red line, if you have it this way, the gun will not fire. 
So this is only complicating matters. This gun, people have been using these guns for over a hundred years without this. Yeah, and that's another one of those examples of, it's a lawyer thing. It is. It's, it's a lawyer safety. It's, it's a liability, but when you carry your Marlin on a half cock like that, that's safe. And when you want to fire, you pull it back. There's no tang safety to move. I think one thing that Doom Winchester, they were the, I think they were the first ones to put a tang safety on the lever gun. And they put this. They also put this type of safety on it. But by that time, they tried to uh, they tried to render it, uh, go back to the way it was. But Winchester was doomed. They couldn't compete with Marlin anyway on the on the in the sales department. I'm not saying which one is better than the other one. Uh, it's a personal matter of personal preference. Now Winchester, excuse me. We're getting to the ridiculous safeties now. This is a Rossi Ranch hand in 45 Colt. Gun is empty. Tube is empty. This gun has a safety on top of it, right here. The little safety lever, and you cannot engage it unless you cock the hammer. Now it's on safe right now. If I pulled the trigger, the gun would not fire. I have to remember to move that where I can see the F. This is a very flimsy looking little piece of equipment here. And it totally ruins the gun for me. Every time I looked at that, I would get pissed off because this, this is something, this is a lawyer thing. Well, not only that, but if you think about it, you're kind of taking a step in the opposite direction because you have to cock the hammer before you can even put the weapon on safe. Well, you, put, you can put it on half cock like this, but you still this is still your safety knife. Right. But if you forget to do this, then it just insults my intelligence I'm sorry but I, I don't like this system here you know, if, it ruins if, the classic lines of the gun if Chiapa you know. can make this the old 92 way why can't Taurus or Ross here's the same gun in a long gun same deal little flipper safety little ball D10 in there I mean it looks looks like it's just about to pop out I mean this it's just hold it still it doesn't look now with the with the lever on safe, can you um, cock the hammer? With this? Yes. Yeah. But when you if, if it's not safe. Is it on safe? It's on safe now. Right, but you can't cock the hammer with on safe. Yeah. Okay. It just won't fire. Okay. Gotcha. When you put it on safe, you, you got a firing pin block that apparently inside here there's a cam that's turning the firing pin where it can't move. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, you can do everything you that's the whole danger of it. You got your gun, you lever it, you draw down on something, and you pull the trigger, and the gun doesn't fire. Right. Yeah. Okay. Definitely ruins the classic lines of the gun, which doesn't really break my heart that much because the Rossies aren't even all that sweet anyway. Right. I don't know. Now, here we go. Uh, most of your double barrels now, even with hammers, this is a this is a Chinese-made 12 gauge gun. It has external hammers which ordinarily that would be safe enough, but they've added a safety to it, a tang safety. You have to be sure this is in the forward position. Now, one advantage that Eric pointed out to me the other day is when you open this gun, a lot of double barrels, they automatically set the safety back to the safe position. This one doesn't. You have to, if you want this gun on safe, you have to manually set it, which is an advantage. An automatic safety, you have to remember to flip it off every single time. And I could understand, like, if somebody's getting up in a deer stand or if they're climbing over a fence and they want the added 
they want to feel safer by having a manual safety for that type of gun. That's understandable, right. I guess. But there again, when you're out hunting, if you're hauling your gun up in a tree or, or, or climbing a fence or whatever you're doing, you're supposed to unload your gun. Right. Now, Precisely. the reason this is a lawyer thing, the Rossi double, which I, is my favorite Rossi hammer double, it's just a plain old double barrel. What happened around 1988, a guy had a Rossi that was loaded and he was climbing in his back of his truck and he dropped the gun and the hammers hit on the tailgate like that. And when they did, they bent forward and fired and killed the man. Now that's why they don't import the Rossi anymore. Uh, they stopped it in 1988 because of that reason. But that was carelessness on his part. It was not a fault of the gun. That could have been any old double barrel that would have done the same thing. Well, you know, I still believe that there's no such thing as an accidental discharge, only a negligent discharge. That's correct. There is a difference. That is correct. And I mean, rarely do guns discharge by fault of mechanical, you know, means. Right. Now, I have seen a few machine gun barrels cook off, mm -hmm. and of course there's a certain uh, series of operations which occur that the gunner is supposed to follow to prevent that from happening. Mm -hmm. But generally across the board, overseas most of the negligent discharges i experienced mostly it was people like shooting burn barrels and stuff like that where they just you know were unloading their gun to go in the chow hall and of course you know kill the uh unload barrel outside of the chow hall right. you know and that that's basically just people being dumb and i've seen it this chinese double is a 20 gauge but they took it one step further not only does this gun have hammers that you have to cock it's got a tang safety that you have to move, and it's got a hammer block bar that blocks your firing pins. So if you're going to shoot this gun, you have to be sure that the safety is forward, this bar is out of the way, your hammers are cocked, and now you're ready to fire. This is taking it, to me, it's taking it way too far. I mean, you know, you get up in the middle of the night, you hear a bump in the night and you're all groggy and uh, sleep inertia is taking over you, uh, you're not, you may not remember all that. Definitely not. So, you know. But there again, this also goes to knowing your gun, knowing your weapon. I mean, if you don't, if you don't know that, uh, none of these safeties are going to work for you anyway. Definitely not. So, I think we'll wrap it up on the, on the safeties. But we just give you a little bit of an example of some of this stuff, and all this stuff is lawyer-related. Yeah, you have and the point of us doing this is to educate people so you Absolutely. know what you're shopping for, and you know you know that safety is an important issue, but it starts with you being responsible. And that's knowing your gun, knowing the ammo you're shooting, I mean, everything. I mean, I've seen people that'll even take a, uh, a weapon that has a, you know, or a gun, whatever, that has a... Uh, a lot of recoil right. and hand it to somebody that's not an experienced shooter in my mind handing setting someone up for failure is just as bad as not being safe in the first place right and you know like a lot of people have commented on jacob shooting the 10 gauge mm -hmm. and trying to say that i was unsafe in giving him that 10 gauge but you know he knew what the recoil was going to be like right and he shot it more than once. And Jacob, at that point, was an experienced shooter. He had shot my 300 Win Mag. I mean, that's not a, you well, know, so wimpy. giving him a gun. Once he fires that round, it's not going to discharge again. If he, if like, right. a, like a gun that would recoil out of somebody's hand and hit the ground. And then, yeah. But it's not going to do that. Exactly. And he wanted to shoot it. That's the difference. Right. You didn't make him shoot it. Now, we're going to be doing a video pretty soon on accidental discharges, and I'm going to tell you about all the ones I've had in my life.